Last hour of the program, we've got a very special guest of Fox League coming up shortly. Also, Michael Maxworthy will get some Queensland form off him a little later this morning in about 40 minutes' time, uh, half an hour's time. But, uh, well, it's all happening. Vegas on Sunday, the season openers. 1.30 Eastern Daylight Time, our time here in Australia. Manly up against Souths, the Roosters and the Broncos. So, Loza, when does the family get into town to join you? Uh, the family get in this afternoon, Mitter. Actually, not too far away. I think they're due to a land at about 1.30. Um, so, that'll be good. Uh, my daughter is over here with her girlfriends. They've been in LA. So, they're making the trip later this afternoon. But uh, Will and Michelle arrive at about 1.30. So... It'll be interesting to see what they want to do first up. You'll have a little stint on the Matty John show, won't you, at some point? I certainly will. I'll be there tomorrow night. Looking forward to seeing what the boys have got in, in store for us this year. It's always a uh, a fun time of year. Uh, they do a wonderful job. Obviously, Matty is the host, but the other boys on the couch. Uh, Fletch is always up to no good. Uh, I think we spoke about it early this morning. He's got a weird trait, Fletch, of just grabbing you in places you don't expect to be grabbed in. <laughs> And then he can hold a straight face, and then you're on camera trying to deliver something. <laughs> it's extremely difficult to do, let me tell you. <laughs> you. Who was that? You would have had people like that, pup. Glenn McGrath. Yeah, Biggest course. pest by yeah. far. All the time, be off camera, winding you up, mm. throwing things at you. Uh, and then, yeah, he's, yeah, Pidge was the biggest. In the chain room, just could, could not sit still for five minutes. You're waiting to bat, and he'll be... He'll steal your bat. Like, you've got all your gear ready to walk out next and turn around, your bat's gone. Him and Jason Gillespie as a combo. And Dizzy used to sign his name on everything. So you'd be batting, and then down the edge of your bat, you'd see Dizzy's autograph. <laughs> like, you'd just, in, on your gloves, on the side of your shoes, Pidge'd steal it, and Dizzy'd graffiti on it. Tag team. I remember Alf, I remember Alf one, one year, we were playing in a test matchup in Brisbane. And their old media manager, I can't remember what his name was, but he had these big, thick black glasses. And he came around to the table and he wanted Alf to get the boys to sign a bit of paper. So Alf signs it and it's, he signs it in the smallest writing you could ever imagine. And he goes to the boys, just sign it really small. So everyone signed a bit of paper. <laughs> Give it to the bloke back. And the bloke gets the piece of paper and he's looking at it going, oh, thanks, guys. But you could tell he couldn't see. <laughs> then he took off his glasses. He started to wipe his glasses down as if something was wrong with them. <laughs> and he's staring at him and he walked away. And I said, Al, you're going to have to tell him. You're going to have to go and tell him. So Alf grabbed him. <laughs> he thought something was wrong with his glasses and his eyes were failing him. <laughs> well, we're very fortunate now to be joined over in the States, courtesy of Fox League. Matty Johns is joining us. Matty, a very good morning to you, mate. How are you? Oh, fellas, how you doing? All right? Yeah, we're going good. Now, Vegas, has anyone gone too hard too early? <laughs> oh, well, there's been... It's just... You get over here, like after the last time we went over, Gordy, Fletch and Hindy, we went very, very hard. And I said, uh, well, it, it, I thought to myself, you know, this time I'm going to be far more responsible. But of course, when you arrive here, Loz, as you blokes know, it's just all those plans just go completely out of the window. When, I, when we came back last time from, the, from doing that show, 
me and Fletch presented ourselves so bad. We looked so bad to our wives. <laughs> they got into hoops, and they're just arriving today, unfortunately. So, but, uh, <laughs> but it's been fantastic. Like, you know, like, it. what's been really good about it, now you can see all the players you know, mixing with the fans and whatnot. There's a huge contingency from the north of England here too. You know, they've taken the opportunity to fly to Vegas, you know, sort of meet us halfway, and uh, just a yeah, great feel, great feel here. Matty, we've had a number of people on the show this week, and it, it seems like, like I, th- I think everyone here thinks this has got huge potential. And yes, there's a risk in doing it, but it seems like everyone over there, it's just even grown. Once you've landed there and you've seen the media build up, the billboards around, how the players are reacting. And as you say, people flying from all around the world, let alone locals coming in and supporting it, it just seems like it's just getting more legs by the day. You know, Clarky, this will end up like magic ground here, you know, in the, this next five years. Uh, I just man, I just went, you know, to a restaurant and I'm sitting there and then the table next to me uh, are three uh, women from Toronto and Canada who uh, who really like the game and they've taken the opportunity to, to fly here as well. And I tell you oh, the other thing... That's random. Really, it, but last night we did an outside broadcast and... We were there, and I, mate, I reckon at the outside broadcast, there were probably, in 200 people, there were probably 12 to 14 Americans there yeah. who, and I was like, you know, how, how, you know, what are you doing here while watching the game? How did you, you know, how did you find out about the game? They said during COVID. And there was no American oh, yeah. football, little, very little American sport. They started watching NRL on television and fell in love with it. Look, at, at the end of the day, I think the primary thing here is just to, I mean, as you blokes know, there is such a, a large portion of America who are just, you know, sports mad. Mm. And I think, you know, and it's going to be shown on Fox Sports 1, both games. I think what this is all about is bit by bit, you know, you're not trying to convert people completely and, you know, and compete with NFL, any of those sports. You know, you're just not going to do it. But it's educating the Americans on what the game is and, and in a lot of ways differentiating the game between uh, you know, NRL and rugby. Mm. You know, a lot of people, when you go somewhere, they'll say, oh, you, you're a rugby guy. And you're trying to explain to them, no, no, it's, they're, they're different sports. So I think that's what it's about primarily. And, and year by year, I think, it, I think it'll grow. Mm-hmm. Matty, if Vegas was around during our era, how would we have handled it? <laughs> <laughs> you would have needed a return oh, flight, put it that way. <laughs> Lord, honestly... I, mate, I, I was sitting there and I was thinking to myself, if they, me and Joey, if we'd have, done, if we'd have been in a manly team where they placed us on the strip, honestly, I, I reckon we would have ended up 18th and 19th man because I just, like, to put the manly boys on the strip, talk about putting your head in the lion's mouth. It just, I just, it, it, for, for me personally, I, I don't know if I could focus just sitting there in the room and just knowing all the stuff that's going on in the strip. You've got to tip your hat to them. I I think they came out the first night and they sort of had a few beers, but from there they've been uh, straight down the line. The Broncos boys, of course, they based themselves in L.A., but they were talking about it. It was about an hour and a half outside of L.A. So, um, yeah, mate, the players, they've handled it really, really well. A lot of the players in and around the hotel today and it was pretty flat, funny on the flight over. As you know, like they chartered a, a plane over there and you had all the uh, you know, 
the rugby league fans, all the rugby league journos, you can see all the old grudges, you know, on the plane. It was awesome. <laughs> There's been lots of talk, Matty, about the smaller fields over there. Does that impact um, style of play, and does it favour any of the any of the teams that are there? Clarky, what's going to be really, really important is the referee. I think they've got to pull the teams apart another metre or two. Yeah, okay. and it's got to be fast rucks because. You know, what you're going to have, you don't want the game where you're trying to sell the game to suddenly just be a jam fest through the middle of the field. Mm. Uh, who, who's going to suit? I, I, look, I think it'll suit the sides who play straighter and try to play through an opposition. Could be problematic for the Broncos. Broncos like to open the field up and use recent Walsh's speed to go around mm. teams. South a little bit too. They like to, you know, strip teams short and play around the, around the outside on the left. That's going to be really, really hard to do. I can sort of, I think there might be two upsets. Okay. I, I think it'll suit Manly. And the Roosters, watching the Roosters in the trial games, you can see this year they're really focused on starting the season strong. In previous years, last two years, they've started slow. It's bitten them on the backside. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I can see Manly and the Roosters upsetting uh, uh, the Broncos and uh, and. Uh, what sort of uh, you know novelties can we expect on the show, Matty? Uh, saw you go to that what, what the calorie joint where you ended up getting spanked. Uh, oh, yeah. the other day that that looked enjoyable. <laughs> well, Matty loved yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Gordon's been going back there. Oh uh, yeah, uh, there's been plenty of swashbuckling shenanigans, uh, but uh, now it's been it's uh, it's been awesome. It's been really good. Awesome, mate. We really appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy, enjoy the venture. Good on you, Loz. Thanks, Clark. You got on your boys. Thank you. Have a good week. Great buddy. stuff, Matty John. Good on you, mate. We'll catch uh, the Matty John show, of course, on Fox uh, League. That Thanks crew Fox should League. not be allowed on the road. It should be illegal. <laughs> Oh my God, <laughs> mate! You need Gordy. You need Gordy as full-time security. Loss that crew. Wow, oh, mate! It's it's very very funny when they all get together because yeah. they're. I don't know. I don't know where you just say typical footy players or typical men <laughs> or typical whatever. But there's nothing better than getting a group of people together, yeah, and having a few beers, and the laughter doesn't stop. From the first drop of alcohol that goes in your mouth to whenever you leave that group, you're just laughing and telling stories and people watching and whatever you do. But it's it's been it, it has really been magnificent. And as Matty said, guys, I, I've had the same experience. You know, talking to different people from different countries, a lot of English people over here. Um, you know, three Canadian women. Uh, Matty spoke to in a restaurant. They love the game. They've, they've flown all the way out here I think it will be I, th- I think it's got that magic round yeah, feel and it'll, be, and it'll be a bucket list thing even yeah. if your team is not playing you'll want to experience it and you'll come back and do it um, and I think that's where uh, that's, that's, that's what we'll look to at the start but obviously the grand plan is to have it on television and have the Americans see it look at it and fall in love with it. And as we talk about, it's never going to rival the big sports over here, but you only need a niche market of people that want to get behind it, watch it, support it, bet on it, 
and all of a sudden you're raking in plenty of money for the game. Deliciously flaky pastry on top of bottom, which is rolled extra thin, a filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. I'm talking about Garlo's pies, the only pies you should be putting on your plate, and Garlo's pies are simply bursting with flavour. There's heaps of flavours to choose from. Here's a thought. Take a night off from cooking. Grab a Garlo's family pie for the whole crew. They're available in all Coles and Woolworth stores. Remember, we're located in the chilled meals section. If you can't find us, just ask for Garlo's pies by name. Gallows pies, they're thin on pastry. They are big on meat. We have Lee on the line. Hello, Lee. Hey, boys. How's it going? Very well for a Friday, mate. What have you got for yeah, us? Yeah, um, a couple of things. I was recently in Canada and the US for a ski trip, and I managed to get to an NHL game in a, uh NBA. And, mate, it's an awesome spectacle. Uh, how do we get our sporting events like that? Like, what do we need to do to... I think there's Make been a lot, of, a lot of fact-finding missions have gone on. I think we have, you know, to an extent, Americanized a fair bit of our you know, game day experience. But it comes down to cash as well. Yeah, uh, of course, of course. And also, what, did, what, what, did, what specifically did you like about it? Um, well, I was lucky enough to get through contacts, uh, uh, glass seats at the hockey, and then uh, four rows back at the NBA. It's just like. You know, as the players come on, they play the anthem, they introduce them. There's always the announcer going off. It's just, and there's always something happening during the breaks, especially because there's a lot of timeouts. Yeah, well, Bulldog um, pump for this the 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 you know introduction of a few players of each team when they run out. Laws, uh, I don't oh, know. Yeah, but can I say, go for it. Uh, can I can I say this though, Mido? Ask Jono because Jono was the ground announcer at Manly and. He was criticised for trying to whip the crowd into a frenzy. <laughs> so they didn't like it in Australia. Yeah, which is that true, John or not? Are we? Yeah, I think he did. I think he did cop a, a barrage, didn't he, from some fans yeah. there at Brookvale? Yeah, that's true, boys. They started yeah. Facebook forums. They hated me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun time. Thanks, Loz, for bringing that up. What I meant to say, Jono, as well as bringing that up, was I don't know whether the majority of our fans want to see what they do in basketball translate into a rugby league game. Because I remember there was a period of time where they used to play music too during breaks and they'd have the ground announcer talking about people coming on and off all the time. And I just remember there was a backlash against it. Yeah, no, it's different in footy to say basketball. We got timeouts... You know, you've got more stoppages for longer in the middle of games, I suppose. But, Lee, take your point. What else did you have for us? Uh, more for Clark Hill, you guys. Marnus, is he uh, now on the clock to score runs? I think you're always on the clock to score runs when you're playing at the highest level. Um, but, no, I don't think there's... I wouldn't be doubting Marnus. Not yet. I feel like he's got a lot of cricket left in him. I think he's a brilliant player. You don't become the best batsman in the world, um, you know, not being a great player. So, yeah, he's having a lean patch at the moment. Uh, He's probably a little bit negative in his mindset and trying to bat for long periods of time rather than looking to score um, to minimise risk. And he got a pretty good ball yesterday, but... Yeah, I think uh, I think you know with every low score he gets, he's he's a minute away from finding a way through that. Like every great player has to, you know, you go through some tough periods through your career, and the more you play, the more more of a roller coaster ride it becomes. But yeah, I'd be uh, I'd be keeping the faith with Manus. Yeah, fair. Cheers, boy. Good on you, Lee. Thanks for the call, mate. Uh, Sean, how are you, Sean? 
All right, buddy. How are you, mate? Going good, thank you. Go for mate, it. Do, do, do me a favour. Take take your Liverpool cap off for a second. Right, I heard you must talk before about United. There's problems there that we just don't know about. Like, there's big issues with, with um, Rashford. I think there's big issues with, with Fernandez. Um, the club needs a big clean out. And like you said, like I said, his family, if United fans like myself, we're just like, well, why bother watching? They just don't, they just don't play hard anymore. It used to be like this wave of attack and, and it'll be a, a constant like, everywhere across the park. Now it's just nothing. No, it'll be an interesting st- summer, and your new uh, owner has indicated a clean-out's on the way. So uh, we'll see how it transpires. But it is weird to watch, uh, considering, well, you know, you had the best era of all time under the great Fergie. But, uh, yeah, th- this is a-, a shadow of what Old yeah, Trafford is known that, for. Yeah, they're, they're hard to replicate the golden eras that mm. clubs go through, Mido. You, you look at all great sides, they don't hang on for that period no. of time. And when a golden generation of players leave, it's always difficult to replace. And I know we held them in high expectations and a lot of people want to see United back to where they were, but quite possibly they'll never be back there. Not not to that extent, I doubt, uh, to what they endured under Fergie. Um, Was that it, Sean? What else have you got? I've got one more. I've got two for tomorrow. V8 will win the Guineas in Flemington tomorrow. He'll beat Rip Rocket. V8, okay, in the Australian Guineas for the McAvoy Stable. Uh, Because how short uh, tomorrow? Hang on, let me bring this Australian Guineas market up, which is race eight on the card. Race eight on the card with Riff Rocket, the $2.60 favourite. King Colorado at seven. V8, Sean says, at three. On the third line, seven dollars fifty to win, two fifty to place. Yeah, third up, you'd think you'd be right in it, stepping up to the mile uh, tomorrow. Thanks, mate, and go well. Sean's little tip there, V eight in the Australian Guineas and the multi. By the way, very popular uh, this morning is Adam Pengilly and our man Hobbo in his uh, last day uh, full time for us. One of our producers, Tom, have combined, and Tom's gone learning to fly to run top two in the surround stakes. That's Ramwick race eight, number four. Uh, but we need Pengilly to salute earlier in the day with Moravia, race two, number two, also to run top two. So Moravia learning to fly both to run top two, $4.25 on the tab app, the tab website, click on sport and today's offers. Uh, Loz, will you be cheering the multi considering you're not involved? What do you mean I'm not involved? It's under my name. Okay, right. So you're you're prepared to cop the outrage if it doesn't salute and not the people who actually concocted it? Well, I like it. So if I like it and it wins, it gets up, well, I'm a part of it. (laughs) That's how we operate on this side of the world. Okay, right. It's a Vegas thing. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a Vegas thing. It's just the vibe I've got. But Tommy... Uh, last day, he's been a good man, Hobbo. He loves his horses, so I'm prepared to back him. Tomorrow's another big day on the Gold Coast. It's the Ronald McDonald House Charities, South East Queensland race day there at the Gold Coast Turf Club. The club and all involved raising essential funds for sick kids and their families. The theme this year is One Sunny Race Day and is bringing palm springs and pastels to the shores of the Gold Coast. On the track, the racing will be terrific. And in each race tomorrow, a random selected jockey will be wearing Ronald McDonald House charity silks, 
plus a red and white checked hat. And for each race that Jockey places, Racing Queensland and the Gold Coast Turf Club will donate $1,500 for first place, $1,000 for second, and $500 for third. So anyone in the area, be sure to get involved. Enjoy a great day out at the Gold Coast Turf Club. All right, today, Pup, with Australia resuming, 9 for 279. So you'd imagine we'll be bowling uh, pretty soon. Cameron Green not out on 103, and Josh Hazelwood hasn't faced a ball not out at the other end. But if you were to pick an Aussie bowler, uh, to roll through the Kiwis oh, mate, today. Don't ask me. I picked Marnus Labuschagne as leading run scorer. Well, yesterday. you'll redeem yourself. Horrible. Here. You're going re- <laughs> to and you did cop abuse for that. On yeah, so as I well. should too. Uh, most wickets today for the Aussies. So Pat Cummins, oh. the three dollar thirty favourite. Mitch Stark four dollars. Hazelwood four twenty. Line at five dollars. Cameron Green ten. Mitch Marsh twelve dollars. Who's going to be the Aussie bowler? That's on top of the end of the day. I, well, I think I think Hazelwood is going to be the best bowler, but I've got a feeling Starkey is going to rip them apart. I think if he can... Starkey only needs to get one or two of the top five, and then he'll blow the tail apart. So I'm going to go Starkey at leading wicket-taker. Starkey. Let's see if I can get this completely wrong as well. Four, I'm none from two. Four dollars. Yeah. Mitchell Stark. All right. Big left armour. I think it's going to swing. See, I need it to swing because the wicket's going to seam the whole game. Yesterday it swung. So as long as it's overhead conditions, I think Starkey will swing it. And if he can get one or two, hold your breath. The boys Cummins and Hazelwood can get the others. And then Stark will get all the tail at 150 Ks. I think it was a Cowboy from Hell on the text line. Cougar line uh, said he looks like, reminds him of Malinga. Not quite. I get what he's saying. Yeah, it's, don't know. it's a weird action, isn't it? So I just don't. I, I don't know <laughs> with that him. action. He bowled, I thought he bowled pretty he well bowled, yesterday. Bowled right. But I think on a good wicket, is that pace that's going to feel quite nice for mm. the batter because he doesn't bowl with a the seam is not upright. It's not perfect. Mm. Like you see when they do when they slow mo Tim Southey, you can see the seam's perfect for that outswinger yeah. or Henry seam perfect seam hits the wicket and seams back in. So. I think a lot of the time when the wickets are not um, as green as what we've just seen, you're, the, the ball out of your hand is so important. The seam on that ball is so important um, to, to maximise any sort of movement in the surface. But going on yesterday, they uh, look, I think, I think New Zealand made the right call. I think picking four quicks and then if you decide to do that, you've got to bowl first, um, I think was the right decision. But I think Australia made 100 runs too many or yeah. 80 runs too many. I think, I think New Zealand really, if they pitch the ball up more, hang on to their chances, I think they knock Australia over for even 220, yeah. then it's game on. Definitely. Uh, hi, boys. Can you tell me where to find the Tab Rugby League winners and margins this season? So footy tab doesn't appear to be on the app as last season. I've already sent a text to Dicko to try and sort this out. Thank you, David at Wagga, for sending that through. So... Uh, I'll get the team onto that. Uh, now, Laws, just reiterating your tips for the opening matches there at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Uh, great vision as well of the turf being uh, prepared. We're seeing back here at home, and, and the turf's just sort of wheeled into the stadium. So the turf's being prepared, obviously, outside next to the stadium at the moment, and I'll just wheel it in as they put all the markings on it for Sunday our time. And the markets have Manly $2, South $1.80 with Tab. The Roosters $2.35, Brisbane $1.60. So 
Uh, who are you with and why, Loz, in these two games? Yeah, well, I've gone the upsets, Bido. I'm going Manly and the Roosters. Um, I think that Matty Johns explained it quite well um, after the 8 o'clock news, and that was one of the reasons why I've elected to go with sides that play through the middle. Um, both South and the Broncos, they like that edge um, where they use the sweep plays, and I think they'll run out of room if they continue to try and do that. Um, and Manly with Tom and Cherry Evans, they like to pick on the forwards through the middle, uh, the Roosters through Tedesco through the middle, and I think their game style will be suited to this venue. So I've gone with the upsets first up. I, I think the uh, Manly can cause the upset in the Roosters against the Broncos. Manly and the Roosters for Laws Pup. Who were you with? Uh, who did I get? I think I, think I went, went the opposite. South I went South and, and Broncos. I reckon, mm-hmm. yeah. So I went the um, I went the opposite. But again, I wouldn't be going with me. What would I know? I I, I just hope we see two great games of footy. I, I I hope there's very minimal rust. That that's my only mm. worry because it is it is first game of the season, and I know you got great players playing, but. Even you know, even the best need to need a bit of time to to get everything back working properly. But yeah, I just hope it's I hope it's really entertaining footy. And the kicking games will be interesting. Loz uh, heard some commentary. I think it was on Fox League last night about a sort of the Penrith situation over there at the World Club Challenge, and you know how they should have kicked. How they you know obviously went and tried to chance their arm on the last tackles and were caught several times in the first half there against Wigan last week. And they, despite the shorting goals, that they just should have tried to adopt uh, a kicking game. And how how these t- teams do that? Uh, can you imagine them, you know, adopting an approach where they do probably put the kick away, considering the in goals or the width of the field, and probably the in goals are going to be shorter as well. Um, yeah, although Adam Reynolds and Cherry Evans possess two of the better kicking games. Uh, in the competition, I'd like to think that they'll compete for the ball, so they might look to put it up in the air. Um, 40-20s might be a bit easier to come by, given um, I think it's three metres shorter. Is that right? Three metres shorter Mm. um, uh, in length. Um, But the kickers will struggle if they haven't practised a lot. But I think they would have been training on these venues now for the last couple of weeks, so they would get their bearings. Although with the big stadium, uh, with the grandstands uh, and the seating arrangements, it'll be difficult when they first get there. But I'm assuming with the prep that they've done, their kicking game will be okay. Um, it's just fascinating, you know, for me, just to see how it all unfolds and whether teams change the structure to suit the width of the field, or will they back themselves to run the same shapes but keep everything a little bit narrower themselves rather than having the wider sweep runner, a really tight sweep runner. Um, But it it will be a difference. There'll be a difference, and the players on the edge won't feel as though they've got to cover that extra space, and they won't be as fearful of a Reese Walsh getting getting on their outside because they know they haven't got that extra distance to chase him. Um, so that's why I've gone for those upsets. I just think the teams that play through the middle a bit more might have a bit of success, but who knows? I think we're all unsure of how it's going to open. Um, I think if 
it was being played back in Australia, I think I'd, I'd definitely go the Broncos. I'd definitely have them as, as clear-cut favourites over over the Roosters. But just here, I just get a feeling it'll be a different style of game and the style of game will suit the Roosters more than the Broncos. Michael Maxworthy coming up shortly. Just a reminder of the multi and... Uh... If you're just tuning in with Loz away, Adam Pengilly's combined with our man Hobbo. Uh, it's his last day for us today, and they've gone. Well, Adam's tip in the multi is Ramwick race two, number two, Moravia to run top two. And Hobbo's gone, learning to fly. Race eight, the surround stakes, the group one, number four, learning to fly also to run top two. And that is paying $4.25 on the Tab app and the Tab website. Just click on Sports and Today's Offers. Chances are you're about to lose for free and confidential support. Call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Michael Maxworthy, good morning to you, mate. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Meadow. A little bit overcast here in in Brisbane this morning. There's no rain uh, for the next 24 hours, but just uh, a little bit overcast. Uh, tops of about 31 today and tomorrow. And that augurs well for Eagle Farm Meadow because it's a big day for the uh, the Brisbane Racing Club or one of their big days of the year. It's the annual Girls' Day Out. So uh, we'll see all the latest glitz and glamour, the fashions uh, with the new generation tomorrow at Eagle Farm. It should be a great crowd. Okay, the first, uh, this two-year-old race, how do you see it where we've got... You know, two horses very, quite hard in the market in Appellant at $1.90 and from the Kendrick Yard Enterprise Defence at $2.60. Yeah, I think um, the Lee Friedman trained filly Appellant is the way to go here, Mido. Um, uh, bred by Corin Bean Stud, uh, uh, George Altamonte, and we didn't sort of get a good look at this filly at the pre-season trials. Um, she was inconclusive at Bow Desert, so we didn't know what to expect when she turned up uh, back on the 14th of February at Doombin, but she did turn up very professional. Um, she drew the inside barrier, showed speed, kicked away. She's got a lovely pedigree, and I think she looks the leader here, and that is certainly going to be in her favour. The other fellow Enterprise Defence, the other favourite, He's a nice horse as well, but I'm thinking more maybe next preparation, where right now I think appellant number two leads all the way in the first. What else do you like on the program there tomorrow, Maxie? Well, I was race number three. There's $6 on offer on tap about a, a mare called Fetch number five. Now, it's only a small field of seven. I think $6 is probably a good price for her. She needs everything to go right, and I think they've found the right race for her. O'Day Hoisted. I think the stable mate will lead. Hold on, honey. And I'm hoping she sits either second or third, nice and relaxed, and I think she can sprint pretty quickly there. So race three, Eagle Farm, number five, Fetch. And then the value runner is in race seven, I feel. It's only a benchmark 70. There's not a lot of depth to it. It's a former Victorian horse called Traporti, number five. And in Melbourne, he had some reasonable form back in November, I think he was only about a length and a half off Jimmy Starr. I know Jimmy Starr was held up that day, but that kind of form here in Brisbane out of Carnival time in Benchmark 70 should stand up. And his, his performance last start at Doombin, although you'll see he finished eighth, it was a good eighth. He couldn't get clear running at all. He had a checkered passage in the home straight. So at the $10 and the 3 10 to place on offer, I think he's a great each-way bet. So he's the value runner. Laws race seven, number five, Traporti at Eagle Farm. The big meetings at Ramwick and Flemington. Is there anything you've got your eye on there, Maxie? 
Oh, two great meetings, aren't they? Uh, the Queensland Derby winner, Kovalik, is lining up in the last middle. And when you, you look at his profile, you think in a race like this, 1,300 metres, way short of his best trip, he's probably going to run home strongly with a flashing light. But the more I look at it, the more that I think um, I want to have something on him at the 550 and the $2.10. Mm. The reason being, they put blinkers on him prior to the Golden Eagle, and we know that he didn't fire that day. Um, something was wrong, and they checked him out, and he had cardiac arrhythmia. So he's had a good spell. He's been looked after in his trials by James McDonald. I like his latest trial in particular at Rose Hill, where James just let him run through the line for an extra 100 metres. And those blinkers are going to be on. He didn't have the blinkers on in those trials. And I can see this as a very, very high-pressure race up front. So the harder they go, I think the better uh, Kovalika is going to finish. And um, I'm considering having something on him at the 550 and the 210. So looking forward to seeing how he returns, guys, in the last at Randwick, race 10, number four. Yeah, indeed, $5.50 currently with Tab, as Maxie mentioned. Uh, mate, you have a great weekend. Thanks so much. You too, but uh, see you soon. Michael Maxworthy there, our Queensland Sky Racing former analyst. Now, there's just some news coming from over in the States as well with Paddy Mills. He's been waived by the Atlanta Hawks. Gee, that's unusual. They've waived him now. So, uh, okay, a day before the NBA's buyout deadline. So he could still sign with another team. But as it stands, he's only played in 19 matches this season, 19 of Atlanta's 58 matches over there in the States. So hopefully a team picks him up because as it stands right now, he doesn't have a team before the Paris Olympics. Mm, that's so good. So they've uh, waived him, but he could still sign with someone else. But you know, there's just 20, about 22 games left, 24 games left for each team in the NBA. You'd love to see him end up with a team headed towards the playoffs maybe and get in their rotation. Uh, so, Paddy Mills, waived by the Atlanta Hawks. Coming up on Radio Tab, Andrew Brown. Brownie, good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. And, uh, well, first day of autumn, but uh, aren't we looking forward to the racing there around Australia tomorrow? And uh, with Steve Hill at away, yeah, I'm on board for a week. So I look forward to that. A lot of early morning starts. Started this morning. Been awake since 2.30. Couldn't get back to sleep naturally enough with all the excitement. So uh, away we go. I need another cup of coffee. But, uh, yeah, well, first of all, we'll be catching up with Adrian Bott. The big boy is back, of course, as we know, Storm Boy. We'll also head to Flemington and Victoria, catch up the latest news in Australian guineas with Mick Kent Jr., another trainer who's taking a team, but he's not from a local, he's from New South Wales, so stand by for that one. And plenty more coming up this morning on Racing HQ, including uh, Get Set, all the early winners for tomorrow's racing, Nicole Thomas, the latest updates, and uh, plenty more coming up. But the first piece of news, which I'll repeat, of course, with the scratchings, that Cairns is off Cairns today. Off, yeah, yeah just, just came through before, so no Cairns. But boys, looking forward to a great weekend of racing naturally. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks, Brownie. We'll catch you shortly after the news. And uh, DS, I believe, is in Albury. Yeah, Mido, I am. I'm at the Commercial Club as we speak. And I'm here, mate, to launch their Cup Carnival. They've got a big launch today here uh, in Albury. We've got a very special guest joining us. Gabe Waterhouse will be uh, joining uh, the room a little bit later on. And we'll be having a bit of a Q&A with Gabe. Plus, the, obviously, all the, the local trainers are here. I actually think Brett Kavanagh is in town as well. So... We're going to have a chat with a lot of people today. Look ahead to uh, the big Gold Cup, which is not too far away, and also that two-day Albury Carnival, and talk some uh, country racing. And obviously with yesterday's announcements, we saw uh, a, a lot of 
significant infrastructure starting to roll through New South Wales and more to come next week. That's what the Minister said to us yesterday. So it's a, it's a good time, mate. It's a, some good things happening. Loza, we're going to leave it to you in Vegas, mate. Bring it on. Yeah, looking forward to it, Mido. It's been a big build-up over here. It's progressively got bigger and better as we've gone through the week. Um, a lot of people arrived over here from Australia and England. We're anticipating a wonderful occasion. I think over 40,000 people at that stadium on Saturday night, our time, uh, will be very special. Uh, first time we've ever kicked off a rugby league season overseas, uh, different audience. Um, and I'm hoping to report back on Monday morning about how good it was, how great the football was. Um, everyone enjoys it, and I'm sure that the television ratings will be through the roof. I think it'll be one of those things that people will watch on Sunday just to see how it goes, to see what it's like. And um, hopefully I come home and come home in decent shape. I think we just saw on the Today Show, <laughs> I think we just saw a bloke who was having a beer, it looks like in a casino in a Broncos jersey, and I'm assuming his missus in yes. a Roosters jersey, yes. and she was holding up a bouquet. They just so got I think, married. I think they've just in Vegas. the Rugby League Vegas oh, wedding dear. Okay. in their respective jerseys. If that's not romance, what, I don't know what is. <laughs> No, exactly right. But I don't think you can appreciate what's actually happening over here. In all honesty, I think, you know, just walking the strip, there's obviously thousands and thousands of people. But there is so many people here to support rugby league. And it's blown me away. And I'm glad I'm here. And now it's up to the players. And I'm sure they know the significance of the occasion. So I'm expecting and anticipating two wonderful contests on Saturday night. Uh, Dave, who are you tipping, mate? Oh, we've lost him. DS, Harvey Norman. <laughs> Imagine DS in Vegas. He would be cutting be loose. wide-eyed. He would be oh. cutting loose. It'd be sure. down his alley. Oh, It'd be down his alley. It'd be absolutely... Because you can bet on anything. Yeah. And you, everywhere you walk throughout these casinos. That's the other thing I like about it. You don't have to actually walk on the strip if you don't want. You can just walk through casino to another casino. And you've got no idea what time of day it is. And just looking outside now from my room, the sun's out again, gentlemen. There's not a breeze around and the streets are packed. And even though my eyesight is not great, I can just spot a couple of Broncos jerseys out there walking past. (laughs) Just getting in. Loz, what time's kickoff, Vegas time? I think it's 6.30. Okay. So 3.30. No, so, over so there. So it's one thirty, one thirty. Yeah, six thirty no. here. So yeah, it's over one, there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six thirty, yeah. six thirty okay. here, which is one thirty your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the first game, South okay. and um, some Manly. So, but we'll walk down. I, I want to experience the the walk to the ground as well. Are you taking your family to the game? Yeah, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Taking the family. So what we planning on doing? Because it it's about a 45, 50 minute walk to the stadium. So what we're planning on doing is just sort of bar hopping on the way down. So stop at a casino or every second casino and just have a drink. So we'll take our time to mix it up. Leave it 8 a.m. for half an hour walk. Uh, yes. <laughs> I want to see the game, Michael. <laughs> I'm sure you do, buddy. Well, have a great time, Loz. Enjoy, Enjoy it. Yeah, I look forward I to will, and I'll check TV in screen. on Monday with you boys Beautiful. to let you know what it was like. All right, mate. Have, have a good time, buddy. Have a great day, everyone.